0: to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Phillipson. Questions, questions, questions. We all have And sometimes the answers, well, they just lead to even more questions. Ever Googled something you needed to know and ended up down some rabbit hole that you couldn't quite get back out of? A click here and a click there and you end up well i don't know you just end up with answers to questions that you didn't actually even know to ask then there's dr google who has all the answers to all of your ailments and sends you off on a goose chase of who to trust with their opinion medical or otherwise there's no end to options theories research and hypotheses But how does that help you with your lack of sleep, what to eat in the morning, so you don't get hungry an hour later? And is actually eating sugar really that bad? Just to name a few things that I've had emailed from my loyal listeners. What can I do about muscle cramps? Well, that came up recently quite a few times, so I'm not quite sure what's going on with everyone and their muscle cramps. But of course, I know you want the answers. Maybe there could be a spin-off version of Alexa or Siri that's like a hospital specialist and has a focus on nutrition, diet, and how to live a healthy lifestyle. I'd like that idea all at the same time as thinking, hmm, that's a little scary. So today on Eat This with Leanne, I've saved up some of your questions and answer them and direct you to previous episodes to learn a little bit more. Your insatiable appetite of wanting to know more is so inspiring. The standard questions like, I can't sleep, what should I do? Most questions can be answered with, What's my next step? kind of answer. Not all questions have answers that lead to the Garden of Eden when it comes to health, but with everything that I talk about here, taking one step in the right direction, one step away from wherever you happen to be right now, really is the best way forward. Whatever your symptom or situation is, it took a while for you to get here. So whatever it is that you're working on is not going to go away overnight or whatever it is that you're trying to alleviate or ease or feel better from. Although really, wouldn't it be great if you could just click your fingers and eat enough pomegranate seeds or something like that? And all of a sudden, you're really, really, you're so much better. But that's not always how it works. So as I go through these questions, please bear in mind that this is a process. It is a journey. And like I said, it took you a little bit to get here or a lot of it to get here, like a lifetime for some people. So just be patient. And so many times when I when I consult with clients and they say, I've got this and they have their lists and their symptoms and things they want to work on, and then maybe by Within a month later, I ask them about some of their symptoms: their their gassiness, their bloating, their constipation, whatever that happens to be. Let's say, and then all of a sudden they say, "Oh, I'm not suffering with that anymore, Oh, it's completely gone." So please remember, as you go through the journeys, even just as you go through this episode, the questions that have come up, there's just kind of not really like you know do one thing and everything changes. It could be that simple. That would be great, but Often it's a really multifactorial situation. So let's start off with one question from a loyal listener that came to me on Spirit Right's Instagram page. And this one's right up my alley. And actually, really, I guess they, she hadn't listened to episode 108, uh, which would have answered all of, a little bit about this question. But this is very, very uh, targeted. Can I ask you a question? So she's asking, what is spirulina and is an actual superfood or just some kind of fad. You know how everything, you kind of see things every now and then and then, and or somebody mentions something and then all of a sudden, everywhere you go, you just start to see spirulina here, spirulina there or chlorella, which is kind of like a cousin. And all of a sudden you think, God, what is this that I'm seeing everywhere? So spirulina is a blue green algae. It's a freshwater plant. And now one of the most researched along with chlorella, uh, and best known superfoods. And you think, well, I haven't heard of this. So what's all this about? Now, some of its benefits are that it it helps you de- detoxify heavy metals from your body, especially arsenic. So where are you getting arsenic from? Well, depends on where you get your rice from and how much you eat of that. You also think, well, where did all my heavy metals from come from? Well, if you smoke, there's lots of cadmium. If you've got those um, amalgam fillings in your teeth, there's definitely mercury leaching into your body without a doubt because they do break down after a period of time. And then otherwise, we just pick up metals. We might've got it from your mother. You might've got it from different foods, from where you happen to live, depending on what you eat and you know what's in the soil. So it's really great to just have this ongoing detoxification of heavy metals. Now, it also helps to balance your microflora all over your body, not only in the gut, but also in the nose, in the mouth, ears, eyes. It's antimicrobial, and especially for candida or for yeasts. Now, we talked about candida in a previous episode, and I have to say that that was one episode that I had a huge response from. People reaching out just all over the place. So search for candida and it'll take you back to that if you're suffering with yeast infections, itchiness, you know, fungal toenails, jock itch, uh, even sinusitis and also ear infections. And of course, you know, yeast infections are are the most typical ones. Now, spirulina also helps to ward off infection, boost your immune system and research shows even can prevent cancer lowering your blood pressure is also on the list of what spirulina this blue-green algae can help reduce the chance of stroke and reduce your cholesterol. Now if this wasn't enough, then it really boosts your energy, speeds up weight loss and helps alleviate any sinus sinus issues. Now it's one of the most nutrient dense uh, it has one of the most nutrient dense profiles on earth making it really the ultimate superfood now chlorella I mentioned a couple of times it's a has a like a cleansing action on the bowel and other elimination channels as well as it helps to protect the liver and helps to promote clean blood and bowels so these, blue green algaes are just incredible. And they're actually both found in my Take This by Leanne Kid Boost and Skin Boost superfood powders that you just mix with water and drink every day. This is my absolute staple, along with so many other superfood powders that are in the Skin Boost and the Kid Boost. There's organic broccoli sprout powder, organic barley Grass juice powder, organic acai juice powder. Chris and I had a laugh at this one in episode 108, where I talked about all the take this by Leanne supplements. And then there's parsley powder, there's beet juice powder, pomegranate juice powder, uh, blueberry juice powder, and organic spinach leaf powder as well. So it's off the charts for vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, antioxidants, and so many other health benefits that we just don't know of yet because they haven't been researched enough. Now, moving on to the next one. Can I ask you a question? This question came from a reply to my weekly newsletter that I send out to all those subscribed, both on from leannephillipson.com and sproutright.com. Now, if you haven't signed up for my newsletters, then definitely uh, head over there and make sure that you do because I do send that out every single week and just really keeps you in the loop. Now, this question was from Mark actually and uh, we don't know Mark but um, Mark quite often uh, will reply what foods can I eat to feel better well we all want to feel better I don't I don't see anybody saying yeah really I really love feeling terrible every day <laughs> so while we don't want to feel crappy I'm I'm just gonna start this question with really asking a few questions back before I give a few specific foods to try. Now, yes, there are foods that support your energy and your mood and give you a boost that lasts, not only for the moment that it hits your lips like chocolate, because that's super typical. So first, if there's something that you're craving or that you want or that you gravitate towards when you want to feel better in that moment, I'm going to ask you, what self-care or or what attention do you need to pay to yourself in that moment? What is it that you need to offer to yourself before you head to the fridge, maybe, or towards the cupboard? Now, because this is just a really simple, uh, short question, I'm not exactly sure in what respect Mark wants to feel better. Now, typically people for their comfort. Food, So I love this question. Thank you so much. And it's a bit of a loaded one, depending on how you define the word better. So how about I give you a few foods to try, remembering that this is about eating one mouthful at a time. So try one food at a time and kind of just see where you go and, and, and how you feel. Because when you're in the moment, you can just tune in a lot better rather than thinking about your, you know, all the list of things that you have to do or paying attention to the TV or the, or, you know, something else, which is super distracting your phone, obviously, if that happens to be at the table. Now, foods that can make you feel good. I always go for those colorful foods. So, kind of back to the Kid Boost and the, um, and the skin boost, that superfood powder, because it's really important to eat a rainbow every single day. And no, that's not Skittles. So foods like beets, for instance, it's really hard to beat the amazing beet. Beets contain betaine, which supports serotonin production in the brain, elevating your mood all along the way. Beets also have a potent dose of folic acid or folate in them. Folic acid is the vitamin form, and folate is the food vitamin form of of folic acid. So uh, they've got some great folate in them, which stabilizes your emotional and mental health, improving your chances of happiness with every bite. Doesn't that sound great? Now, protein-rich foods like eggs, they're loaded with mood-promoting omega-3 fats, zinc, B vitamins, and iodine. And because they're packed with protein, they also help to keep you feel full and energized after you eat them for a longer period of time than, let's say, if you just went for the bread, which is a typical carb. So really, really great to include a lot of protein-rich foods, whether that's meat, plant-based soy products or tofu, please make sure they're they're non-GMO. Those are really important aspects. Organic uh, is best there, but making sure you've got good, good protein going in is very, very good for um, mood, good mood promoting or feeling good because when your blood sugar is stable, it's a really good thing. Next on the list is dark chocolate. Now, the cocoa or cacao treat, depending on how dark you go, gives you like a boost in your mood. We all know how good chocolate can make you feel, but you've got to go for the dark stuff. It not only helps your mood, but it also helps your concentration and improves blood flow to your brain, just helping you feel more vibrant, more awake, more energized. And that's just a tremendous thing to experience. And you think, wow, that's just from dark chocolate. Now, we did speak with Michael Sacco about chocolate. And we've also spoken to, in in an episode on Eat This with Leanne, we've also spoken with Marie who really went through all sorts of great things about chocolate and in particular what i remember was marie really dove down into the mouth feel of chocolate so when you put chocolate in your mouth rather than just chomp chomp chomping there are some uh, there's some some fat in there as well so you can just put it in your mouth and let it start dissolving and that really really is it just makes it last that much longer and really really helps just I don't know. It's more satisfying. You've got that mouth feel of the chocolate and then your taste buds just kind of go crazy and you think, wow, this is amazing. So that's something that you can definitely look back on. Now, these little nuggets of happiness, pumpkin seeds, really. I know, where did that one come from? Now, these are one of the best food sources of tryptophan, which is an amino acid that helps promote the production of serotonin in your brain. Tryptophan, well, it can also have a calming effect. You've probably heard of that after your turkey dinner, if you do Thanksgiving or at, uh, at Christmas or even at Easter, if you're, that's what your family does at any particular time of the year, where you, everybody just ends up sloping on the couch. Uh, having tryptophan type foods or tryptophan containing foods can make it easier to hit the hay at night and wake up feeling more refreshed, which definitely can help you have a better start to your day and help you feel better. Now, if you haven't tried it before, pick up some pumpkin seed butter to use instead of peanut butter. Very often, I just have a just a spoonful of it with some slices of honey crisp apple, which are my favorite, or I'll grab a banana. And honestly, I'm set for a while, so my mood isn't affected by my blood sugar crashing after I've just had, say, the apple or the banana. Although there's the fiber and it keeps you going for a little bit longer, but those are really, really, it's just such a great combination to have those two things together. This is Eat This with Leanne. Thank you. Did you have a question? Now, this question, this came from a listener from a radio station that I'm a regular expert on each week called MyFM. There's about 17 stations across Ontario that I do a regular segment on. Now, energy drinks. Parents, oh, they're so concerned about their teens. So we had a question come in and I thought it was a good place to put this as well. Um, And a particular parent, a mom was concerned and asking a bunch of questions about the energy drinks and the just the tendency towards being addicted to these drinks. You know, what are these drinks? She asked, are they giving them energy? What, you know, or is it just all in their mind? What's it doing to their bodies? And can they overdose on them? So basically, energy drinks, well, they're like a hybrid of a coffee and a can of pop. So can you guess what I'm going to say about this mixture? Yeah, not so good. Now, the thing is about external energy-giving drink, something like this, is that really, it just stresses out your little adrenal glands, which are sitting on top of your kidneys, really trying to moderate all the stress that comes at us. And adrenal fatigue sprung into my mind when I read this question. Um, Probably not your mind, but it definitely sprung into mine. So, the combination of both of the caffeine as well as the sugar, which is insane amounts in there, can really tax the liver in so many ways. So, it can take anyone, no matter what your age is, along the road to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which we talked about with Dr. Brockenshire on one of the episodes. And it just creates that really overworked detoxification system. And really just going back to maybe you know trying to get some spirulina or chlorella into them, into your teens as well, which could be easy or could be a challenge. We really have to consider what exactly is going on with the liver. Now, some of the side effects of consuming too much caffeine can include changes in heart rate, increased blood pressure, anxiety, sleep problems, digestive issues, headaches, and dehydration. Now, no one would needs any of those issues in their life, especially during puberty and those teen years. To talk about this sort of overdose situation, there's, they, they definitely can get, anyone can get from something that is as stimulating as, as an energy drink, depending on which one it is, is they can get heart palpitations, which really can feel a lot like anxiety and even a panic attack. So something to, to watch out for if you know that your teen is really getting into these, or even if you yourself are too. There really is absolutely zero recommendation for any teen to be consuming energy drinks. In fact, they do say no to, just flat no, no to teens drinking energy, energy drinks, but we all happen to know that they are. I drilled down a little bit and checked out Rockstar Energy Drink. Now that has 29 grams of sugar. That's over seven teaspoons or 2.5 tablespoons of sugar per can. And then there's about 160 to 240 milligrams of caffeine, depending on the size of can that you buy. Like that that caffeine is about the same amount as a regular cup of coffee. So can you imagine having a coffee and then putting in te- seven teaspoons? I mean, that I don't even know what you would call that. It's not a double-double at all. That's an insane amount of sugar that's going into a whole bunch of caffeine. Now, the addiction that uh, this parent talked about comes from the combo of the sugar and the caffeine, because really, as they cut the kids, they come down or anyone, they come down off of that high and then they really want more and more and more. And sugar cravings, well, we already know that they come from consuming sugar. So when you wake up in the morning and you have your sugary cereal or you have your sugar in your coffee or your tea or whatever well, that just totally starts you on a trajectory of up and down and up and down. And that really does not do anyone any good. And it actually can just exacerbate the need for even more sugar and then even more because as your blood sugar kind of goes up just like you would on a roller coaster, well, you get to the top and then you start going down on the other side. And that can be a really... Not very nice time. Some people crash and they get headaches at that point. Some people get cheeky. Some people get super moody and super crabby. So you got to know yourself and what happens. What are the effects? The negative effects on the other side of this high that you've had. And if you're seeing this behavior in your kids, then I you know hit play on on this and when you know at an opportune moment in the car, have it playing in the background. Or, you know, tell them, I just heard this and I've noticed, I've observed, don't tell them in the moment, whatever works. I've observed that your mood changes after a little while after you've had this energy drink. Really, sugar, it's been written about, is just as addictive as hard drugs. So, that feeling that we have, that feeling that anyone has, where you need coffee to get you through the day, well, that's also an addictive chemical. Ca- caffeine is. People know that already. And then we've got the combination of the caffeine and the sugar. And, you know, I just got to say, I think it's definitely something to avoid at all costs. I did actually try an energy drink that had an impressive ingredient list with no artificial colors, sweeteners, and it was called Guru. And man, I was impressed and holy smokes, did it ever taste good. We're going to move on. Next question, please. All right. Moving on to a weight loss question. Yes, of course, we had to have one of those in here, didn't we? The question is, how to kickstart my body to lose some more weight? I'm on a diet and I plateaued, but I'm eating the best I can on a strict plan that eliminates carbs and sugar. after losing 40 pounds, I need a change. All right. Well, first of all, well done for losing 40 pounds. That's a huge achievement. My goodness. Well done. One thing that I don't think realize is that let's just say that this listener uh, started off at 200 pounds to be at or get to, or whatever, 200 pounds, no matter male, female, or whatever your frame happens to be big or small, then ate a stout at that point. And that sustained you or led to you gaining a lot more weight where you were at sort of like that normal level of where you were at, at that point was, uh, for someone who was 200 pounds. And then you go and lose the 40 pounds. Well, tremendous. That's amazing. But now you're a 160 pound human. So what is it that you're eating as 160 pounds? So that's the first shift that I I would suggest. Now, depending on your age, depending on your exercise, depending on everything that you're doing, One of the most important things we want for our body to be able to do is to turn up the fire really on the metabolism. Your metabolism is the speed at which your body uses calories to burn energy. Now, the number one way to have a faster metabolism, if you can believe it, is to have more muscle mass. So change or increase your exercise intensity to whatever it is that you're doing, creating more muscle mass with resistance or strength training. So that means lifting as heavy as possible. You try something like the isometric exercise that we talked about with Brad Thorpe and also world-class skater, Kurt Browning. Yeah, that was such a good episode. And that was about two episodes ago, I think. So about 106. So you can check that out really changing up your your exercise and really focusing on your muscle mass is going to increase your metabolism and help you to burn calories Stir. Then, you know, you have to think about what's on your plate now. So you've taken out sugar, tremendous. You've eliminated carbs that works for some people, doesn't work for everyone. I always recommend that you have at least 12 hours of fasting in your day. Sometimes when you sit down on the couch and you put your feet up and you're for the day, you end up sitting there with a bowl of something on your lap or a bag of something that's kind of crinkly while you're watching a show or whatever you're chilling out. So think about the timing of when you're eating and when you're not eating. So if you're someone that wakes up and eats at clock in the morning, make sure that you're finishing your last meal at 7 p.m. Once you've done that, then you actually give your body some time to make sure it digests. If you want to push the fast time to closer to intermittent fasting, I did do an episode on that. And that's a really interesting one as well. And that works super well for a lot of people to do what's called the sixteen-eight. So you are eating for eight hours of the day and fasting for 16 hours of the day. So that's another option that you can look at. Just checking out how much are you eating? Have you already moved to a smaller plate? Maybe just leaving 15% of what's on your plate at each meal, just leaving a little bit of food. So, you know, you're a, let's say 160 pound human, you have what you're eating in order to maintain that 160. So getting the metabolism moving first of all, and then just having a look at the quantity in which you're having. So if you're really going over the top on the quantity, then just bring it back to, you know, maybe a small plate. That's a great, great way to be able to balance the, the amount that you're eating. And then of course you got to look at are there food sensitivities involved? Is there inflammation involved as you're you know, plateaued at whatever the weight is? I don't know what your weight started at and where you're headed. So there's a lot that can be done with this, the intuitive eating episode that we talked about, but also there is the episode where we talked about body image. So really important to also consider that no matter what your weight is, if you've already lost 40 pounds, that's tremendous. I don't know how much you need to lose overall. When you just go and restrict your calories too much, your body just switches into famine modes and it holds on to absolutely everything. So slow and steady is absolutely the way to go. Quick question. All right. Let's finish off with a a loyal listener question from Kyle. Are protein shakes really healthy? What's the point of them or the theory behind why do we need to be taking them? I found myself more into fitness and taking, my, taking care of myself recently. And I know people go big and invest a lot of money into these powders and shakes, but I'm weary of getting what they are. Are they gimmicky or are they actually helpful? In answer to this, the first question to ask yourself is why do you need it? Are you really doing that much in the gym? Or like, are you just, are you absolutely going for it? Protein powder is a supplement to your diet. I talked about this again in, uh, in the previous episode, all about supplements. And it's not really to replace the fact that you're going to eat. You're going to go and eat high protein food, chicken, eggs. Um, you know, even quinoa is a high protein food. Broccoli is a high protein food. And your, your body needs to get your protein from food first. Protein, like I said, it can come from lots of foods. So nuts, seeds, dairy, Greek yogurt. That's a really good one. Milk, cheese. Yes, you know, I don't love that as much. Beans to be a bit misforming, but it's not for everybody. Legumes, beans, um, you know, and rice and fish, poultry, eggs, as I've mentioned, and meat and plant-based alternatives. There's all sorts of different protein powders on the market, which really may spin and does tend to be an awful lot more confusing. So there's casein, there's soy, there's powdered egg white, there's collagen, there's pea protein, hemp protein, or pumpkin seed powder. So which one are you supposed to choose? Well, it really depends on what you need it for. Ray protein powder, that's W-H-E-Y, protein powder on paper is the most bioavailable protein. But as it comes from dairy... That's the number of food allergy. It's really not for everyone. Some people feel great, and some people don't. Now I know that you can go and purchase these little bottles. A colleague at work just showed me her little bottle of protein uh, drink that's already put together, and I think it was about 30 grams of protein. And then the ingredient list took off the half of the bottle and say and comment. Like, look at all these ingredients. This is really not a great thing for you to be having. It's great that you're focusing on protein. That's the first step forward. But then it's time to find out ways to get it from food or a much, much better quality protein. Now, you need about one gram of protein for one kilo of body weight just to keep your immune system strong, your micro happy, rebuild your muscles and your bones, just kind of all the functions that your body needs to do. Now, each scoop of protein can vary somewhere between 10 to 30 grams of protein. It also, of course, will depend on the type of protein. Hemp protein is a lot less typically per scoop than something like a whey or casein that comes from dairy. Now, supplements used for, for building muscle can relatively have more protein and supplements used for weight loss, they tend to have a lot less protein in them. You'd also have to just keep keep in mind all of that. Now, choosing the right one really does depend on a bunch of things and you don't want to get it wrong. It's such a huge humongous container most of the time and if you don't like the taste or you get at home you think oh god you know that's just not working for me or you end up with a sore belly afterwards or something like that yeah you know that you got to do something a little different you really must discern with what's a label sometimes there's muscle building written about weight loss promising be healthy faster kind of powders so you know it's tricky But you got to be prepared to see if it's to your taste. Doesn't upset your stomach, give you gas, diarrhea, make your skin flare up with rashes or any kind of itchiness. You also need to make sure that it's not contaminated because lead, arsenic, cadmium, mercury, or even BPA, which is used to make the plastic, can certainly be present. And then you'll be be, uh, or trying to consume a lot of that spirulina or chlorella to get it all out of you. Now, you can head back. We talked about this on, on episode uh, 68, actually, with Dr. Davis Brockenshire, our, our, one of our favorite um, contributors uh, and a functional medicine expert. So head over there and hear a little bit more about what he has to say, because he had a lot that he always does. He just really goes for it. And then we all end up with our blown because he's got just so much incredible information. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at sproutright.com or leannephillipson.com. So there you have it. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. Thank you so much for reaching out. You know, I always say this uh, on each and every episode: we love hearing your feedback. We love hearing your questions. You can reach out on social media on Leanne Phillipsen and on SproutRight. If you want to stay in the know, sign up for newsletters on LeannePhillipsen.com or SproutRight.com. For more information on my supplement line, you get to the last episode about that, but head over to sproutright.com. I've got some really great videos about all the supplements. I've got so many more questions that I could be going through, but stay tuned for all sorts of new topics coming up that are just about overall health as well as what's in your mouth. So thanks so much for being along today. I so look forward to seeing you next time. Share, share, share this with anyone who you know would be interested in this. I'm about the radio show, which is at 11 o'clock on Saturdays, uh, locally, especially in, uh, in Ontario, in Toronto and Ontario, and then across uh, the great country of Canada, and then also found on the I Radio app. So as I always end off the show, I'll sign off with the usual. Please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.